your Bills out there looking for three straight wins. But the bigger story here is the weather, it's the Dolphins, and it's Tua Tagovailoa, how he plays in the snow. When you look at what the Bills' approach could be for this game, obviously they're used to that weather. But we've also seen, you know, Josh Allen not throwing the ball as much, what, only 147 passing yards last week. What do you expect from the Bills in terms of their approach in a game that they're clearly prepared for when it comes to the weather? Yeah, thanks, guys. Good to be on with you. Um, I would think the Bills are going to kind of maintain the same approach they've had recently, really ever since Josh's elbow injury, to be honest with you, where they've kind of toned it down a little bit. They haven't attacked a lot through the air, uh, down the field as much. They're not afraid to throw the ball, but I think we've seen a little bit more of the um, underneath passing, a little bit more lean on the run game, which has been good for the Bills. You know, obviously you don't want to say Josh Allen getting hurt is ever a good thing, but in a way has actually helped this team kind of reinvent themselves a little bit. And I think that's helped them. Now, the downside is they're playing closer games. They're playing tighter games. And obviously they have a very good defense and they can do that. So I think offensively, you're probably looking at that. But honestly, man, the weather, who knows? We are probably going to have a wind and snow event on Saturday. And uh, it's going to impact both teams for sure. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So we saw that the Miami Dolphins brought heaters uh, to L.A., (laughs) like to L.A., which was, I think, 55 degrees at night when they played the Chargers. Is it a possibility that we could see some, I don't know, of of, uh, retaliation for some of the things (laughs) that were done to the Bills in Miami where they pulled their own shenanigans where you guys don't even or the Bills don't even allow them to have hand warmers out there? (laughs) Listen, Trista, I think that anytime a team comes here already, look, I, I mean, I grew up here. I went through the Super Bowl years, and I will tell you, teams are mentally defeated when they get off the plane here, and they know what it's going to be like, right? So I think you're already in that mindset of what's it going to be like, and I think that's going to happen to the Miami Dolphins when they get here, and the Bills, I don't think they have to do anything necessarily like in Miami when the stadium is actually really designed that way, right? The stadium is designed in Miami where the heat is all on the visitor side. Look, I'm on the sidelines for every game, and it was hot. It was super hot. Guys were getting IVs throughout the game. They were dropping like flies. Um, for the Miami Dolphins coming here to needing heaters when they're in L.A. at 55 degrees, Bills fans, the Bills will need heaters too. They're going to have them right on the sidelines. We know that. But I think the Miami Dolphins probably when they get here and don't really realize what it's like until they're in this these conditions in this environment against a Bills team that has now played in the playoffs the last few years. Let's remember, this is not new to them playing in January and December and January games. The, the two New England games last year, that windy Monday night game, the playoff game, which was basically like eight degrees. The Baltimore Ravens coming to here on a playoff game, which was uh, cold, obviously, at night. The, the Colts before that, we've had it here in Buffalo. Miami really hasn't. So I don't know about shenanigans. I do think it really messes with you mentally having to come here and play in those conditions. I know we still got a couple weeks to go here in the regular season, but what would be your year one grade for Ken Dorsey as a play caller? Because I love Brian Dable. We saw what he's done, you know, obviously year one with the Giants. And I guess my only problem with the Bills offense all season is it's just Josh Allen having to be Superman on third down. The early downs haven't been great. Uh, Do you think that's more on Ken Dorsey? You know, like you said, they've been able to run the ball a little bit better. But, um, you know, what grade would you give him year one when you have to replace a guy like Brian Dable? I think I'd give him a B plus. Um, and, and I think that it would be higher if the standard wasn't so high around here now, mm-hmm. considering how where they have gone the last couple of years. But I'm going to blow your mind right now, guys. The Buffalo Bills, 13 weeks into the year, have 10 more points this year than they did last year. They're <laughs> wow. actually scoring more than they did last year. But the standard is so high, people don't see it that way. And the fact that they're doing it a different way, I think, also is why people don't see it that way. Um, it is a lot of Josh Allen, like you said, and they have leaned on a little bit more of the run game and being Superman. But let's look at the year that Stefan Diggs is having. He is a true 
elite alpha number one receiver, and they are treating him like that. And he's putting up just as good a numbers as pretty much almost any wide receiver in the league. And obviously Josh knows, you know, when he can get it set on digs, that's going to help the offense. I think that's been the issue that a lot of Bills fans have. There hasn't been much outside of him, and guys haven't truly taken a step up from the back end of the wide receiver spot that many thought would. And that includes, um, you know, Gabe Davis, who's had a very good year, by the way. If you look at Gabe Davis's numbers, they're actually not bad. I think that people want a little more volume and consistency in Gabe Davis's numbers, and he is still a very big deep threat. But it really comes after that, I think. Isaiah McKenzie did not the slot receiver and the full-time guy that a lot of people thought he would. And then Jameson Crowder getting hurt. There's nothing you can do about that. He would have been that guy. This is why they brought Cole Beasley back. Today was his first practice <laughs> back in Buffalo. They're trying to reinvent and have that guy they need in those situations, and then it'll allow everybody else to even be better around him. And, and that's why, like, can you make the case, or I still would for Josh Allen to be the MVP, and I, I know what Jalen's doing, and, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a system-type player, but it's just like Josh Allen, like we brought up, on third downs, having to use his legs, you know, making every single throw, and he's done it injured. If you take him out of Buffalo, no offense to Case Keenum or anything, I don't know that they're a 10-11 right. win team where – I don't know, man. Like some, I'm not saying Jalen's a system quarterback, but I still think the Eagles would win double-digit games without him. Yeah, I, I think the Bills would still win a lot of games, mostly because of their defense in that situation. They do have maybe arguably the best defense in the league. They're right there with San Francisco. They're second in points allowed. But 100% I would. I mean, I, again, if you, if you didn't have the expectations of Josh, and Josh went into the year, as you guys know better than anybody, as the favorite to win MVP, and I think because of that and him not putting up these incredible numbers, that's why he's not up there anymore. But right now, obviously, Josh Allen is still an incredible player and a very, very valuable player to the Buffalo Bills. And yes, I could make that same case that you just made. But we all know what the MVP is about. He doesn't have necessarily the numbers that mo a lot of the quarterbacks have, even Patrick Mahomes. And there was a stretch there where Josh threw six interceptions over a three-week period. That really hurt them. And they, they took a dip in offense. But he truly is obviously what makes this offense go. Look, if the Bills didn't have Josh Allen, they would still find ways to win lower scoring games because they have an elite defense. Josh Allen on offense always makes the other team feel like they have to outscore you anyway, and that's what makes the difference. Sal, just going back to the MVP conversation, he's 20 to one right now uh, to win MVP. Obviously the game against the Dolphins is huge, but then a cupcake game against the Bears in Chicago Really, the game that I think is the marquee one is the game against the the Bengals on January second. Is that twenty to one bet then basically correlated with if Josh Allen goes off against the Bengals and beats Joe Burrow, he's really back in it? Yeah, I'm looking at your um your graphic right now, and I see Joe Burrow at seven fifty, and I see Josh Allen plus two thousand, and I think if Josh Allen beats Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Wouldn't Josh Allen be a much better value on that particular line, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think you look at it that way from a betting standpoint. I understand why they are where they are because of the reasons we just gave a little while ago. But, yeah, Trista, that's a huge game. It's going to really kind of not only, you know, put those two in the spotlight for something like this, aside from Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. By the way, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's throwing interceptions right now. He's kind of in the same kind of yeah. funk that Josh was in a little while ago. I mean, the, you know, he's I think he has 11 interceptions or something like that, him and Josh both. So, you know, I wonder about, you know, where he stands when it's all said and done. But it goes beyond that, too, with Josh and Joe. That game could determine the number one seed in the AFC, believe it or not. The Bills right now have the number one seed. Kansas City is right behind them, but they're tied. The Bills beat them head-to-head. -head. Kansas City has pretty much a walk, it seems like, for the rest of the year, and their schedule is pretty easy. The Bills, as you mentioned, the Dolphins this week, hopefully take care of business. Chicago after that. That Cincinnati game, if the Bengals beat the Bills, then Cincinnati is actually tied with the Bills. and. Head out, they would get the number one seed. That's why that game is so important. And 
It's on Monday Night Football in front of a national audience. We all know how much that plays a factor. Yeah, any spotlight for that, any MVP race always helps without question. Talking to Sal Capaccio here on BetMGM tonight. All right, so you mentioned Cole Beasley. He had his first practice with the team today. We know he's been a part of the offense before. What type of role can we expect from him, if any, this weekend? So I was out at practice today. I was down at One Bills Drive, and we actually got to hear from Brandon Bean, the team's GM, a little bit uh, earlier today, which was really nice. Um, we don't always get access to him, but the Bills are very accommodating a lot of times when they have situations like this. And we asked Brandon about that, how it came about. And he said Cole actually reached out to them, and Cole confirmed that afterwards. He said around Thanksgiving, Cole Beasley reached out and said, hey, you know, if you guys are interested, if the door's not closed, you know, let's talk. And I think Cole kind of saw those things that we talked about earlier, the Bills kind of needing maybe that guy. And I think Brandon understands that too and understood that. And they had that conversation and they brought him in. And what Brandon said was basically like, yeah, he's he's the kind of guy. You know what it is, guys? It's really, they need a zone beater, if you will. And really no one understands beating zone coverage better than Cole Beasley from the slot and understanding leverage and understanding where to sit down and allow Josh Allen to have that four or five yard pass. Even if last year, all he did was catch it and kind of get down. He was dealing with injuries. He had no yards after catch, but it didn't matter. It helped the Bills really stay on schedule, if you will, on a second and third down. I think that's what his role is going to be. He's going to come out of the slot. He's going to be the safety valve for Josh. But more importantly, more than anything, again, I think what this does is this allows Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis a lot more open on the outside. Josh loves throwing to receivers. Ken Dorsey envisioned an offense this year. They would throw more to the running backs out of the backfield, get those guys involved. It hasn't materialized. It's why they thought they signed J.D. McKissick. They agreed to terms. He went back to Washington. So the, what do they do? They go out and they draft James Cook then to be that guy. What do they do later? They trade for Naeem Hines. They signed Jamison Crowder. They thought Isaiah McKenzie would elevate. It hasn't happened. That's Cole Beasley. And I think he's going to play Saturday night, by the way. He's probably going to be elevated from the practice squad. He gets three elevations. I think it's trending towards him actually only on three days practice playing in that first game. Uh, we still got about two minutes. What injury on the defensive side of the ball? You know, I know the secondary, there's been some changes with Dane Jackson yep. starting over Xavier Rhodes, but... Von Miller was having a monster season, and then yeah. you lose Micah Hyde early on in the season. You know, do you think if they don't get it done this year, you know, that those injuries are probably the reason why? And, uh, you know, if you could take one of those guys back between Hyde and Von Miller, which one would you take back? It seems like the oh, easy answer, a, but I've been such a Micah Hyde fan, the, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a Packer <laughs> fan, so I can't believe we gave him up for you guys. So. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, I can't, you can put me on the spot. I think one of those guys hear this and be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. Said, we all know we all know Vaughn's the closer, right? That's why they got him mm -hmm. to get to Patrick Mahomes on a third and six. I mean, that's why they got him to win that game that they didn't win last year. But the Bills rotate guys at, on the defensive line. Vaughn plays what 70-75% of the snaps. Micah Hyde is a do-everything player who never came off the field for this team. He is truly a um a, a difference maker on the back end. You go back and look, do some analytics stuff on the last five years, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer together since 2017. The Bills are by far the best team in the league at giving up big plays. They just don't. They don't give up big plays. Yeah. Since Micah Hyde's been out, they're giving up more long passing plays. There's no coincidence. Just them over the top. They have young guys back there. I think DeMar Hamlin's getting better and better. I think he's a very good player. He's a good future. He's learning in this league. But you can't replace Micah Hyde. So I think Micah Hyde is a very big difference maker. And by the way, there is there's some rumblings that Micah Hyde could return in the playoffs at some point. Like, mm. he has this neck injury. He is working out with the team. He's around the team every day. He's doing a pregame warm-up routine, basically. I, I I would say there's it's not a zero chance. I'm not reporting he is coming back or anything like that. The whole moniker was 23 and 23 because he wears 23, 2023. Well, it's going to be 2023 in January. Woo! Really quick, it. the the line in this game, seven and a half, obviously, for the Bills. Uh, would you uh, lay the points there with the Bills? You know Trista, it's tough 
but I think I would for this reason. We we talk so much about the Bills offense. I think the story in this game is the Miami Dolphins offense and how teams have had a blueprint now on how to stop them. And the Bills actually did that blueprint back in week three. They held them to 21 points, and it was only because they scored in a short field and they had one long pass. The Bills do a very good job of understanding how to take away Tua's first read. They did that last year when they played. And I think the Dolphins coming up here with an offense that does has no run game and Jeff Wilson being injured, um, they really don't have a short passing game. It's all intermediate and long. Now they got to come into windy conditions and the snowy conditions. I think it's going to be very, very hard for them to do that. So I don't see how they're going to score a lot of points. And I think as long as the Bills can get to you know, 20, 24 points, I think they can cover that number. Sal, you gave us a ton of stuff. In fact, it was so good that Ryan literally just bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl right now after that Micah Hyde thing you said. So, <laughs> And if it doesn't happen, I won't even charge you the $100. It's just, you know, even if it, that, that would be like when uh, Brock Lesnar came back in the Royal Rumble match when he got injured, just the boost that he gave to the company. I think it'd be huge if we could get Micah Hyde back. I'm a wee guy now. I'm a Bills fan. My team stinks. Uh, I, so. Well, we welcome you. We welcome you here Thank to you. Bill's Mafia. You know, Thank you just know it. it there's going to be nothing like it here um, if this team hopefully when sooner rather than later wins a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, we, we're starred for a championship here in Buffalo, as you know, and we have great fans here. And I mean, personally, selfishly, I'd love to be a part of the broadcast and be a part of that and, you know, yeah. see what that experience is like. But, um, you know, they've come close. And I think, you know, getting the home field advantage is really big, guys. I mean, the, the next yep. four weeks, this team is just not it's not just about the playoffs. Of course it is about the Super Bowl, but they're trying to get this thing to the finish line to get that home field advantage to make teams come here and get that bye week. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If there's any fan base that deserves it, Bills fans are seriously the craziest, but also the nicest fans on earth. So and Sal, Sal knows I'm all in, As baby. a suffering Commanders fan, I like to see other fan bases win. So we got to run. <laughs> Sal Capaccio, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. Good stuff. Yeah, time. Thank you.